Blog Talk Radio. everyone to another edition of the Sarah T Time Podcast. This is episode number 11 and I'm your host Sarah T, where on a weekly basis I invite people to come on the show and craft and see where it takes us. Uh, this week's guest is comedian Aparna Nancherla. You can find online at aparnacomedy.com. That's A-P-A-R-N-A comedy.com. And um, she'll be joining us in just a few minutes. Um, if you'd like, you can listen to our podcast up at sarahteatime.com, or uh, you can subscribe to us through iTunes. Um, the previous week, uh, we had on comedian and writer Alana Glazer from the ever-amazing, unstoppable web series called Broad City. And um, upcoming next week is uh, performer Catherine Mudon uh, from the I'm Too Fragile for this web series. So this week's guest is a gal who I most recently saw here in Chicago at uh, the first annual Chicago Women's Funny Festival. Um, She's currently residing in Los Angeles, where you can see her this week, uh, tomorrow the 23rd of August at the Improv Lab at 8162 Melrose Avenue, and later that evening out at I.O. West. Um, tonight, she'll be performing at the Herald Manor for Backyard Coming Tonight. Uh, you can find out about all this and more um, of her upcoming dates, uh, videos, and the amazing cray clay creatures. You'll see. Go over and look. Aparnacomedy.com. That's A-P-A-R-N-A comedy.com. But in the meantime, let's bring her on the air. Aparna, you made it. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yay. Yay. Someone told me it's your birthday. Oh, did I think I told you that. That's true. Or maybe Facebook told you. Well, you told me first and then Facebook confirmed it because that's more real to me. Facebook gets crazy on birthdays, I realized. Are you flooded mm. with immense updates right now? Yeah, like I I realized that I leave the notifications on on my phone, but then today it's like exploding and it's kind of exciting to pretend it's for something else, not just being born. <laughs> what are you going to do with all of them? Are you going to go through each one? And like I don't it? know. I think I've tr- I tried to do that last year, and then I tried to personally respond to each one, and then I just got quite worn out with that. So I don't know if this year I- I'll try to curb it down a little, just do one big post of thanks. Yeah, I never know if people are noticing. I try to reply to each one of them, too. And then what if I skip one? Does the person see yeah. it? Yeah. Because Wait, I see it. I notice when someone likes one above me and doesn't reply to mine. Like, I'm a sensitive little it, creature. It feels very personal. It is. For some people. The internet is 
very personal in a very impersonal way. Which I think yes. is why people love it so much. Well said. Do you enjoy uh, spending time on the internet, Aparna? I do. I consider myself a child of the digital age, and I think I probably spend too much time on the internet, you could even say. Is there a, an emotional button that goes off where you realize you should probably get off the internet? Yeah, I realize the internet can, like, it can be really positive. Like, it can put me in a really good mood if, like, someone leaves a nice email in my inbox. But then it can quickly sour if I, like, read a sad story or someone writes a mean comment. And then I'm like, am I at the mercy of just this little device that we've created for ourselves, and I think that a lot of us are. I would agree, and I asked you that question because I'm still trying to find that button inside of me that tells me when to get off of when it. To I stop. think when to stop. I feel like there isn't we? I feel like we humanity hasn't figured it out yet. It's like a new toy, and like some of us have to jump off the cliff before we realize where the cliff ends. Is that too analogy. dark? It's very no, dark, but not at all. On no, your birthday, I feel like you question your mortality. I think that's natural. We're just little simple monkey brain creatures. <laughs> yes, we like. We get fearful. Like, yeah, we're like those little rats that like hit the pellet and then they hit the lever and then they get like a little piece of cheese and then they can't stop hitting it. I feel that way often. I I yeah. often blame my little m- monkey brain for just ridiculous fear. You know, I've recently been a little sick, and in my little head, I'm like, I'm never getting better, ever. Oh, no. But that's not true. Yeah. Like, I, nothing stays the same. But yeah. But we think it's going to stay the same, but it's not. No, but I I totally am with you because whenever I get sick, I turn into a total wimp like even just a little sick i think because i tend to over schedule myself so any excuse to just like sit on the couch i'll just be like oh i have to i'm i'm so sick even if i just like have a runny nose i since i've been a little weak my whole life and this isn't about me i've tried to find that line and i i'm bringing this up because i have noticed in your twitters you talk about like i i like i, I can't use the exact words but like being motivated to get off the couch because I find, am I actually tired? Am I drained? Or am I just lazy? And I have a difficult time sometimes because figuring out what is what. Yeah, and it's also hard because if you have, like, a job that's not, like, going to an office or something and you're in charge of your own schedule, then it's like, like, how much is enough work? for me to be doing and then how many TV shows can I watch in one day and is that research because I would like to work for television or is that laziness? (laughs) It's a valid question. (laughs) We should share in our process as we figure this out because I do not have the answer yet. I, 
feel like maybe it's out there in a self-help book that I have to read. I keep looking at blogs with really pretty pictures where everything looks perfect to give me the answers to life. Well, blogs are really good at that. I feel like Instagram, which I'm, I just opened an account, so I don't even Ooh, really know about it, but I feel like it makes everything look lovely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, like they perfected the art of making everyone's lives look cool and lovely. You nailed it, and I am excited to find you on there because I'm a new iPhone user, so I Ooh. just kind of got into that like seven months ago or so, and it's very satisfying. Yeah, no, I've only had mine since last December, so I'm still new. I'm yeah. still new, I think. But I got addicted really fast, which is kind of why yeah. I was holding out, not getting yeah. one. Yeah, but now I'm, yeah, now it's too late. I tried to explain to people why I don't have a TV, mainly for the similar reason it sounds like what you're saying, which is like I would never leave the house. (laughs) It's not that I have anything against certain types of new technology. It's what I have now is always already working very well to distract me from, like, sunlight. Yeah, the weird thing is, like, TV is kind of like, looking I just thought about this the other day but it was like TVs are like windows into other people's lives they're just like picture windows and then I was like what if someone was watching me on TV and like what I do all day and then would it be interesting to watch someone just watching TV that would be (laughs) (laughs) that's a valid question (laughs) Well, or what if the TV is watching you? I'm taking notes. Yeah. Studying. On the details of your face. It's a two-way TV. Isn't it? it? I think it is. Maybe it is. Or maybe I'm just hoping it is. Because <laughs> I, like I feel like the Internet is like a way for you feel like you're broadcasting your life all the time. I I mean, if you're on, like, Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And sometimes I feel like every time something happens to me, I'm like, oh, how can I put this on the Internet? I enjoy it. I think it's kind of of funny when there are people who feel grumpy about it. I'm genuinely curious. I actually genuinely care so about other people and the people that follow me or that I'm friends with. And even today I commented on someone's Facebook thing and I realized, oh, I don't know her. But I still felt the need to, like, support her. <laughs> no, it's so. true. I was telling someone that, too. Like, I don't know everyone on my Facebook really well. Like, I'm not good at sort of screening things for who I actually know or not. Like, the more the merrier. But then I'll, like, people's posts will come up, and then whenever they write something, you know, like, sad or something, I always feel like I want to, like, if I don't write anything, it'll be like I'm a robot, and I don't feel connected to other people if I don't know them well. So if someone writes something like sad, I'll always be like, oh, like, hugs. And I'm like, am I... What am I doing? Am I acting? Am I sincere? I don't know. 
I think it's funny how we question genuine emotion as something that's we shouldn't be doing just because we technically don't know a person. I mean, we're all human. It's kind of silly. Yeah. And then the face that you show of yourself on the Internet, that's like only a part of people, really, even though it seems like you really know them from what they write. Yes. Yes. But, yeah. I've been trying to find this line where people are like, you're doing great. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm writing this in my bathtub. I haven't left for seven days. My most recent Instagram, which you'll soon see, is basically like me 20 minutes ago in bed being like, I'm going to go pretend I am, have a bright voice and talk. But I love, I honestly love the medium because I don't, I can be here. And no matter how I feel, picking up, you know, and recording and talking to someone I like, like, makes me yeah, feel better. That's so and I, cool. I don't have to run to do it. Yeah. Fly to LA. Other people might be listening, and that's cool, too. Yeah. Well, Aparna, I don't remember how I found out about you, but it's one of those things for me where I saw the video and then I sent it to quite a few people, and then I couldn't stop talking about you for like three weeks straight. And then, yeah. And then. I saw you're coming to the the first annual Chicago Women's Sunny Festival. Yeah, that was really fun. How was fun. that for you? Yeah, yeah, I oh. I really love Chicago, and um, my family like we have cousins there, and so I visited when I was little. But then, like after I started comedy, I didn't really get to go. But I know it's like a really great comedy town. But I just like the city, too. Like, there's so many cool things to do. So uh, any excuse to go there, I'm kind of jump well, on it. Ter- well, in terms of coming back, everyone I've told who I mentioned your name coming on the show here in Chicago was very excited about you, and all of them are comedians. So oh, there's a place nice. for you here. Yeah, I think there's definitely a place for you here if you want to come back. But I'm yeah. very new to town, and... So I'm from where you are, your area. But I oh really? Most recent, well, most recently. I mean, I've lived in ten different states, but yeah, oh, okay. I came from LA previously. So I like poking around. I'm like, oh, that's where people are doing comedy now, at the place you're yeah. performing at tonight. You know, I'm like, cool. It's evolving. It's like constantly evolving. It feels like it's. I feel like I don't. You know, if I don't go out for a few weeks and then I come out it's like there's like a whole new crop of people that moved here while I was like in my own world and then there's like new shows I guess it's just like people are like every day someone or a whole bunch of people like arrive with their suitcases and their dreams that's That's what it feels like that's true did you arrive to LA with a suitcase of dreams Aparna I did I did. I I was like everyone else, but I, my boyfriend actually moved here before I did. So I like he was like the first person that I saw like, picking me up from the airport and stuff. So that was kind of nice. Like I feel like maybe sometimes when people move to a new city, they it's like their first night might be lonely. But I feel like I had sort of a little family right away. 
I think that's important. Yeah, Yeah. people will take care of you, not get isolated. I think that's the first thing of advice that I'm not telling you, but, I mean, in general, when people are curious about ways, just, you know, make sure you don't get isolated because it's easy in that city and it's a big town and everyone's moving and then they're shaking. it's weird because it's sunny all the time. So you're like, it's hard to be... Like sad, but then when you are sad and it's really sunny, it feels like really jarring somehow. You're My like, it's body sunny. definitely had to adjust. Yeah, like it's sunny. I shouldn't have problems. It doesn't make sense. Oh, you came down from SF, right? Is that true? Originally. From San Francisco to L.A., or where did you come from before? Then? No, I I moved from D.C. All oh, the you way, did? Yeah, all the way across. Oh, I didn't know the, that. Yeah. That is a bit of an adjustment. How long have you been in L.A. now? I am uh, just shy of two years in October. I just missed so, you. That, that bums me out. Oh, when did you leave? I left, well, more than missed you. I was there... Up until March of last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just met each other. Yeah. Darn it. So, one of the things that I, um, I'm always, now that I'm starting to pay attention to more of the details in comedy instead of just enjoying it, I love one of your openers where you say, okay, I'm paraphrasing here. Don't quote me exactly. Okay, you go, yes. I'm surprised I'm a comedian, too. Yeah. That one has has been in my arsenal for a while. When did you decide to get up on the stage and go for it I a stand-up comedian? I've been doing stand-up for about six and a half years. But I, like, I, the first time I ever performed was in college. Like, I was home for the summer, and my friends and I started going to, like, a free open mic near my house. And it was, like, in, it was not that fancy, but we were, like, you know, we didn't have a lot of money because we were college students. And it was, like, a free open mic night in, like, a Best Western hotel. It was a little bit seedy, but we were, like, oh, free entertainment. So we went, and... Everyone wasn't terrible, but everyone wasn't great either. And then one of my friends and I were like, we should try it. Like, you don't have to be, like, really, really good, it seems. (laughs) And then, so then we both tried it before the end of the summer. And actually, my first bet, fittingly, was on my birthday Mm. also. So it was six years ago. No, no, it was... I guess my first time was like more like eight years ago, but then after college, I started pursuing it more seriously. How did you feel when you first went up? Was there a revelation, oh, or I did was that come later? So scared. I was like, like my parents. I had been a really shy kid to the point where like my parents like made me take like public speaking classes and stuff because they were like, we have to fix this. But uh, but yeah, so like I had a little experience with like speaking in front of groups, but it was kind of like definitely outside my comfort zone. And 
I think if it the first time had gone badly, I probably would not have continued. Like, I, I think that was, like, my biggest fear. And then it's not even, like, every time went well when I started. Like, definitely went through some rough, awkward patches. But, but like, I felt like I had something to say, so I just kept going. I... When I think of you, I definitely, because I was a very shy child as well, and I can just imagine us getting along in fourth grade, like, because it yeah. takes a lot of time to crack open the shell. But when it is, it's really out there, but it took a lot of time to really, like, tear off that shell of terror and fear. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, I, think I guess that's what I saw you... on you. Yeah, like, I think it makes you really, like, it made me very much, like, an observer of the world, and, like, I sort of created another life in my head, and I think that influences my comedy a lot, so I wouldn't live it differently if I could. What type of things did interest you, like, as a child, like, like you you were when you describe those worlds, like what drew you in at that age that you were excited about? Well, I, I was like a big reader. Like I would read like stacks of books and like I would sort of vicariously live through all the characters. And I definitely went through a long phase of just like animal stories, like dogs and horses and adventures with dogs and horses. But really I would read anything and like, I remember the Babysitter's Club, like, my mom didn't want me to read those books. And then finally she relented because she was like, I guess you're reading a lot, and that's good. You're reading some good books, too. And then, like, I remember I tried to, like, check out the entire Babysitter's Club series at once, and that didn't work. But I did make my way through most of them. What was her thoughts on the Babysitter's Club? My mom's? Yeah. I think she just thought they were, like, misbehaving American girls with loose morals, which is really not <laughs> what it's about. But, like, my parents were pretty strict. Like, sleepovers and dating and all that was, like, kind of stuff that had to be negotiated. When did you start? When were you allowed to, to start dating? start dating um I think I was like kind of a recluse like so I didn't even like have like my sister started dating in high school but like I didn't even like start dating I think until college really yeah, so it never too. even came up yeah okay okay yeah. my instinct was right we are there are very similar things about us that's why I got so <laughs> excited about you like we are yeah. there's a lot of similarities here like I get it I get it and then I am just rumor right here. Yeah, for sure. But like, it's majestic. I think. I think it's. <laughs> I feel. It's like I. I don't know about you. It was worth it. It was worth that. Just. I don't even know if it was awkward. It was just. I don't know. You said you're an observer, but I just felt like an outsider, or just. It's not that I wasn't liked. I was just kind of ignored, and it. So that's not bad. I mean, I know there's tons of worse things in this world, and you could be bullied and et cetera, et cetera. But I was just like, I was just there. Oh, I definitely felt like an outsider. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, 
I lived in, like, books and stuff, and, like, I was happy there, but then there was a lot of awkwardness with, like, social situations and making friends, and, and, and I got a, bullied a little bit. Like, I wouldn't say anything where I was, like, traumatized, but I had some weird bullying experiences. Like, I, I would say my weirdest one was that uh, in, in, let me first grade, in PE class, we were, like, in the square dancing unit, and it, we were doing, like, the conga line or something we were learning that day, and, like, the kid behind me just kept whispering, like, threats to me because he thought I wasn't, like, moving fast enough. Oh, God. I was, what like, grade was that? I was, it was, like, first grade. I was, like, traumatized because I was, like, I don't know. I'm just following the rhythm. I don't know what this person wants. And it was, like, clearly just, like, a power thing, but it was terrifying. Hearing stuff like that still makes me angry. Like, I just, that's my only use for a time machine is to go back and protect people from being bullied. Then again, you maybe wouldn't, you, you wouldn't be the great performer that you I are. I know. I that's know. what they say. Maybe I should thank my bully, my bully, my conga bully. Have any people from your uh, like high school or or past tried to add you on Facebook? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny because actually yesterday there was like this little write up that uh, on my Twitter feed that came out recently, and then someone from my high school posted, and he was like, "Hey, my tenth grade Spanish partner is on CNN. and she's funny." And then everyone was like. Oh my God! What a surprise! And then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you guys are all my friends. I can see, I can see this whole conversation. It was weird. <laughs> it was like they were talking about me like I wasn't there." Hmm, that is awkward. I just figured out two days ago this because I, 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 I knew that this person went to my high school. I couldn't remember who it was, but I saw they posted baby pictures, and then they got tagged. A day later, um, and I re- I realized it was a guy in fourth grade who used to spit up into the air and catch it in his mouth. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's the guy, and I and I used to like that person. So <laughs> that's all it takes, I guess. Is a little bit of flair so performance. But sometimes <laughs> people will post like a really old photo and then tag you in it, and you'll be like, "Whoa, that's crazy." Well, we're actually um, getting close to our half hour, if you can believe it. Oh, wow. No. I know. Me neither. Um, (laughs) But you do have some upcoming events coming up in the L.A. area. Is there anything that you want to share with people? Oh, let me see. Oh, you know what? There's a really fun show I'm looking forward to on September 5th at the Improv Lab. It's a Wednesday. It's like a show where they um, stage lost episodes of, uh, like, famous TV shows. So the one that they're doing is, like, a lost episode of Saved by the Bell. And I will be reading the part of Lisa Turtle. Oh, my God. That is absolutely exciting. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I think I might even crimp my hair 
for the occasion. I think you should. I think you should. Yeah. You know, um, and then, I, um, oh, sorry. And then just quickly no, no. in October, I will be heading up to the Bay Area to do the San Francisco Comedy and Burrito Festival, the inaugural one. So I'm really excited about that. That sounds amazing. And everyone should head over to aparnacomedy.com. That's A P A R N A comedy.com. Or follow her on Twitter, Aparna. Well, just go to her website. That's easiest. It's too many spellings. Yes. You can find it. It's yes. the internet. Plus, I'm going to post this episode up later on sarahteatime.com where everyone can go and see all the links to your Twitter and whatnot. So, Aparna, this is the sad part where we hang up, but I just want to thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you again soon, I hope. Yes, thank you so much for having me, and everyone, please listen to the Sarah Tea Time podcast. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, sweetie. Well, I'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thanks, Sarah. Take care. Bye. Okay, you too. Bye. All right, everyone, uh, thank you once again for Aparna for joining us today. Um, You can listen to this episode and past ones up at sarahteatime.com. Next week's guest is going to be Catherine Mudan from the I'm Too Fragile for This web series. Um, Look it up on YouTube. It's fabulous and amazing. And, of course, you can always like us on Facebook, sarahteatime.com. See you next week. A weekly podcast every Wednesday, Sarah Teton.